Welcome to the Velo Residential Operate for Profit Podcast with J.C. Castillo, where we help multifamily real estate owners just like you take control of their operations so they can stop stressing out and start making more money. Welcome to the Operate for Profit Real Estate Podcast, where we help you make more money with less stress. I am your host, J.C. Castillo, founder and CEO of Velo Residential. And joining me, as always, is the co-pilot of this show, my good buddy, Mr. Paul Peebles, national underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Paulie, how are you doing today? J.C., I'm doing great. Uh, Thanks for putting the show together. Always enjoyable when we're talking about multifamily and operating a multifamily property for profit. You know, kind of an unknown variable these days. Can you operate a multifamily property for profit? By listening to this podcast, we're certainly trying to lead you down the road to be able to do that. So tell us a little bit about what's going on these days in Velo Residential. Velo Residential. Well, you know, Paul, look, Velo Residential is, uh, you know, there's a lot of dinosaur uh, management companies out there, Paul. And uh, and they are just using outdated systems that are frustrating uh, the owners they are, you know, frustrating the residents, and and more importantly, they're making the on-site staff unhappy with these outdated systems, Paul. And so, Velo Residential is really taking a fresh and a modern approach to property management in Dallas Fort Worth. And our mission is to help owners make more money, uh, increase profitability. If if anybody out there has got an apartment property in the Dallas Fort Worth metro, and they are looking for an expert uh, third party fee management-based management partner that can help their property operate for more profit, well, then they've come to the right show. They can simply go to operateforprofit.com. Again, that's operateforprofit.com to find out how they can hire Velo Residential. Let's talk about our our question today or our concern that we have in Operate for Profit of a multifamily property. Tell us a little bit about the theme is today, JC. Well, well, Paul, I'm excited about today's podcast. And you know what, Paul? It's just going to be you and me today. We're, we are going to be talking about how to hire the right property management partner. Now, I know that there are a lot of owner groups out there that are in various places in the United States, and they are right now wondering who they're going to hire to property manage their their significantly large, you know, multi-million, sometimes tens of million dollar property that they're about to purchase. And that can be a stressful thing, Paul. You know, uh, it is not a, a an easy choice. And there's a lot of uh, mediocre and terrible property management partners out there that can put your big investment into a ditch. And so today we're going to talk about some ways that you can actually discover and do some due diligence on the property management company before you hire them and make sure that they are the right fit for you. That's great. You know, the property management company uh, can make you or break you if you are an owner of a multifamily property. You know, you never want to abuse the property management company. They have such an impact to your bottom line. So I think JC's going to go through that a little bit today. But also remember, if you're, um, you know, self-managing these assets, which a lot of people do, which I, you know, I don't have a problem on the lending side with, but if you don't if you don't have the time and you don't have the bandwidth to to do that or at the customer service piece or have the ability to negotiate with the cities or the counties on your property or your building inspectors uh, or dealing with the tenants, your customers, it's probably good to talk about hiring somebody as a third party property management company. You know, again, like JC says, there are some good companies out there or some some poor companies out there, but the technology today 
is really differentiating them, themselves between a good company and a, and a poor company. And a lot of the older companies uh, with older management ownership groups, you know, I'm talking about the you know the third party property ownership. You know, you know, let's say that they've been doing this for 35 or 40 years. I mean, they're still thinking stuff in the 1980s or 90s <laughs> and how it was done, and, and really not thinking about how it's done in 2021 or 2030 and where it's where it's going to. And so, I think today we're just going to talk a little bit about how do you, you know, distinguish who's a good property management company or things you should be looking for to to kind of figure out you know what direction your your group, if you're in the business of uh, owning multifamily properties. Uh, if you are looking for a third-party property management company, what are some of the things that you should be discovering out there? What the, what some of the tr- truths should be? So I'm going to let you go, JC. What's number one? Well, Paul, you know, look, if you are out there and you are an owner and uh, and you are looking at a property, you know, the first of all, the best time to engage with a property management partner is is even before you start to put offers on your properties. You really want to pick your partner early on. Because if you are actually putting offers on properties and you haven't picked your management partner, you are playing a, a little bit of a dangerous game because you're going to be in a rush. You're going to have to pick uh, a person. You may not have time to do all the due diligence. So make sure you get started early, folks. And that means before you even start putting offers on these large properties. But if you are looking to hire a property management partner, Paul, the number one tip that you need to, to look for when you're looking at interviewing property management companies is they need to have a 100% focus on maximizing your property's investment potential, maximizing the profitability at your property. Paul, look, we say it a lot of times, okay? The name of this game is to run a profitable business. And your management partner needs to be 100% aligned with that being the number one mission. We have to take your property and we have to make it more profitable than what it is. And so if you're working with a property management company and they are not sort of driving towards that as the number one focus, figuring out how they can improve the property, what you need to do to improve it and renovate it and reposition it, what you need to do to raise those rents, do you need to upgrade the units, how you're going you're, you're, you're going to make your operations more efficient, are there areas where you can cut your expenses? If your manage, management partner is not talking about profitability as the number one thing they've got to do, you might need to look for a different partner, Paul. Yeah, your investors are looking for their profitability too. So uh, you just have to make sure that you're on board with uh, the property management company is focusing on not just maintaining the asset, but also bringing it up to the next level with a higher quality of, of tenants. But you know, I'm going to put this back on the onus of the of the owner too. Is that uh, you can put a lot of a lot of stuff into the property management, the third party property management's lap, but you have to also provide. Uh, funds to make this property available with uh, with cash in the account, so you could, that they can spend it. So, you know, there's a lot of property management companies out there that uh, are good property management companies, but if you don't give them the ability to, to have funds to do the improvements to the property, whether it's you know backsplashes or new new appliances on this, these properties, uh, you know, there's only so much that's only so much they can do. With uh, with keeping the property in the same same kind of theme as it was back in 1974 or 1980, and right now we're we're seeing you know these these generations that were on rehab number three or rehab number four, are you getting the position to be in rehab rehab number five in the last you know ten or fifteen years? So you know don't uh, you know when you talk to these property managements initially, make sure you let them know how much money that you're going to spend on capex on these properties too. 
Yeah, I love that, Paul. And we're not just talking about these older properties. You know, one of the one of the I think the misconception is is that uh, you know we we have uh, two you know two thousand and newer properties under the portfolio, right? We're talking A minus product. You know, those properties built in the in the two thousands also have room for improvement. You know, you can do amenities, and you can certainly upgrade the uh, uh, the interiors of, of 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 the property of the units themselves. So, you know, look, we're not just talking about your C class product that needs to be repositioned. If you are buying a newer class asset as well, there certainly is going to be opportunities to improve that property. You've got to have the capital as the owner to put into that property to enable the property management company to hit those numbers. Yeah, the technology packages these days of the properties of 2015, 2016 property, and you're trying to bring it up to 2021, a lot of the technology packages that were not available back in 2016 are great amenities for new new people coming in to rent your, your units, whether it is... Uh, you know, high technology in terms of like Sonos systems or the door locks or the uh, uh, the, the, th- the thermostat on the wall. Uh, some great, great opportunities to to invest in that type of stuff. That really in the A class properties, people are expecting that uh, just as a normal normal uh, amenity for for a you know middle of the road A class property. So uh, you know, again, uh, don't go cheap. Make sure you have enough cash available to support your property management company. If you're an apartment owner in Dallas-Fort Worth, or if you're thinking of buying in the area and you're looking for an expert property management partner that knows exactly what it takes to get you the highest return for your investment, go to operateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential and start investing with confidence. Number two, JC, what's that? Well, you know, Paul, this is one that I that I talk a lot about, about, and I don't think a lot of people out there are focused on this, but I can tell you after doing this for 15 years, I can tell you that the number one reason why properties are either making money or they're not is going to be whether your on-site staff are happy and motivated or whether they are dissatisfied, disengaged, and there is a revolving door of people coming in and out of your property that are there on site to take care of your residents, Paul. The number two thing that you can look for in a property management company is a property management company must have a complete 100% focus on making the on-site staff happy. And what I mean by that, Paul, is it's not just a, you know, it's an intangible thing when you say happy happy employees, happy on-site staff, but I'm talking about the technology. I'm talking about the virtualization of the back office. There are some fundamental shifts in the management industry that are happening for the management companies that are on the leading edge. And the idea is that your on-site staff shouldn't be buried doing a bunch of back office functions that are not actually creating happy residents, that are not actually making a better experience for your customer. Shaking hands and kissing babies is what I like to say. That's what you want your on-site staff to focus on. And Paul, the problem is if you are not figuring out how to take all that back office work off of your on-site staff's plate, Paul, you're going to have burnt out employees. You're going to have upset employees. You're going to have people quitting on you and you are going to have unhappy staff. And Paul, that is going to be the biggest reason why you're not going to be making money. So you need to, as an owner, be looking at how these management partners 
are using their systems and infrastructure to make your on-site staff happy by virtualizing back office and taking work off their plate, Paul. Yeah, change of technology is an important thing. And, and JC uh, spoke at the Old Capital Speaker Series uh, this week that we had it, and we had probably about 260, 270 people show up for that. And JC, JC told a story, which I thought was a very interesting story in front of the group, about Hudson, Hudson News. And JC, can you just give us a little bit of a snippet on that one? Because I think that that's, uh, it demonstrates a little bit about what the future is uh, uh, going forward on multifamily. Yeah, it's a fa- it's a fantastic story, Paul. You know, it's a really simple story. It's very relatable. So, uh, you know, as you know, Paul, I do a lot of flying. Uh, we're we're flying back and forth to uh, take care of of all these clients and all these properties. And so, I was flying out to Dallas, and I was uh, I usually go to a Hudson uh, News uh, store. Uh, to pick up a at least a bottle of water to get on the flight and and go to Dallas. And yeah, if any time that you've been traveling through the airport, you're going to see these Hudson News. Is you know that's where you get your uh, your People magazine or your uh, M and Get your stick of chewing gum. You get your yeah. you know your snacks. You get your magazines right for the flight. Right. Sure. Go and ahead. So everybody everybody's seen them, Paul. And so the interesting thing is if if you've ever been to these Hudson News, and I've I've done it a million times, there's always about two people working at the store against again pre pandemic. There's one person that's always putting all the, wa- the bottled waters uh, into the refrigerator where they sell the waters. And the funny thing is, it doesn't matter, you know, what time of day it is. It seems like they're always, you know, uh, you know, putting new stacks of, of cases of waters into the fridge, even though there's already 50 million waters there. But, but anyways, there's always one person doing that. And there's always a second person at the register who is taking all of the people's snacks and, you know, letting them pay for them real quickly before they dash out and jump on their plane. Well, just this last flight, I actually was shocked because I walked into the Hudson News, I grabbed my water and I'm sitting there at the, at the, the register and I'm waiting for the person to come up and take and, you know, scan my bottle water and, and, you know, ask me for my credit card and all that good stuff. And I'm looking at the person that's unpacking the water and I caught their eye and I said, I kind of motioned to them like, you know, hey, I'm waiting to pay. And they said, oh, they looked at me and said, oh, the self-service register is, is right there. Just look to your right. I looked to my right, Paul. There is a, you know, self-service register where you just, you, you hit a, an LCD screen, pay for your water, you scan it, you run your credit card yourself and you're out the door. And Paul, it was such a great experience for me. But more importantly, I started thinking about the power of this model. Now, if you can imagine, Hudson News stores are everywhere across the, across the nation. Now, you, you just imagine, they just went from having to have two people at their store at all times. Now they've got one. That's a huge savings in payroll. And payroll is one of your largest costs. Um, and I'm relating that story back to property management and on-site staff, Paul. We're seeing the same sorts of shifts happening where there's a lot of great things that can happen with self-service. There's a lot of great things that can happen with virtualization of back office. And we can actually take that those things and we can reduce the uh, the, the on-site headcount at your property, reduce payroll, but actually make the customer experience at the same time better and not lose that personal relationship. So, Paul, that is the magic of focusing on the technology and focusing on happy employees. Because at the end of the day, Paul, that sort of a story is because of the pandemic, that is that is why we're seeing these things happen. And it's happening across multiple industries. 
Yeah, it's 100% relatable to that story. At least my feeling is, is that uh, on these multifamily properties, you have two people maybe in the office right now that uh, maybe you bring that that second person to to a half a person, maybe eventually just to have one person in the office. But you still need the support um, and the help, but maybe you don't need to pay them $18, $20 an hour for that person. You maybe have that person in another part of the world do the things that uh, that person on site was doing. So, you know, that's, that's where that technology comes in. Part of is that you, how do you shift people uh, that are more expensive to doing the same job to a less expensive and qualified person to do it? And maybe you need help with your tenant base that speaks Spanish and maybe you need help. You know, how, how do you work that out? And so, you know, th- these are some of the, the, the shifts and changes that, uh, you know, some, say some of the newer management companies are, are pursuing to make it all a well-rounded uh, and lighter on expenses. Because again, besides property taxes, payroll is one of the most expensive things you can have. And an operating statement, when we underwrite these these transactions, you just you definitely want to you know get the same amount of work done of the highest quality you can, but you're trying to reduce the, the price on it. Where people here in the United States will say, you know, $18 is not enough for me, but people in the other part of the world that are highly qualified people. They just, you know, the world is flat right now. Like Thomas Friedman said, the New York Times bestselling author, the world is flat. So maybe some somebody says $8 is way too much that we're paying them to do the almost the exact same job. So I'm not saying offshore is one way of doing it, but it may, may be in some of these repetitive uh, job skills that, uh, that, that need to be done, but not maybe at that, that price. found a great apartment property in Dallas-Fort Worth. It shows a lot of promise, but it needs some work. If you're looking for an expert renovation and construction management partner to help you transform your property into a vibrant community where people want to live, go to renovateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential and start investing with confidence. What's number three? Well, Paul, number three really is an outcome of number two. So if you have happy employees, then you're going to have a great customer experience. So my number three top tip for looking to hire a property management company is look for a management company that is maniacally focused on a great customer experience. Okay. Great customer experience is not just a result of a, a smiling face. Actually, great customer experience is a result of really thinking about the customer's journey and trying to make things easier and self-service and faster and more efficient. For example, the story of Hudson News gives you the perfect example of somebody who wants to get in and out of the place fast. If I can self-service and not have to wait for somebody to come to the register, that actually gives me a great experience as well as reducing their costs. So, you know, how we are looking at the resident's journey as they both you know, look to, uh, you know, inquire about a vacant unit as they look to process their application. Is it paperless? Um, can they pay their rent online when they move in? Can they, you know, literally take a, 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 a an iPhone, whip out an iPhone and take a picture of a broken toilet bowl and, and actually text a maintenance uh, hotline instead of having to log into their portal? These are the sorts of things, Paul, that that we at Velo Residential are doing. But more importantly, these are things you need to look for in your property management company, because if the customer is happy, 
they are going to renew their lease more likely than not. And that is where you're going to put a lot of money in your pocket because once they have the opportunity to renew that lease for the second year, the third year, that's where you just accelerate your profitability because if they move out, that's thousands of dollars in, in spent costs you got to put back into the property, Paul. So number three is make sure that you are looking for property management companies that give a top-notch customer experience to your residents. Yeah, I guess give more than you take type of, type of scenario on that one. And you know, and don't forget again on the lending side, don't don't forget, you know, pay pay your people well. Don't go with the lowest common denominator when it comes to paying these folks and then, you know, when we talked a little bit about, you know, maybe having somebody else uh, get it, uh, that maybe not be on site but maybe off site on something like that, uh Make sure you pay the people that maybe are on site uh, top dollar and try to get well, the highest quality. Well, Paul, that's such folks. a you know that's such a great point, Paul. And, and you know, think about it. If you're able to virtualize functions and reduce headcount at your property on your staff side, well, guess what? The people that are staying there, you can actually afford to pay them actually a little bit more than the right. going rate for their role because you've already reduced your 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 other um, expenses for payroll because you virtualized the functions. So if you think about it. If you offer somebody, you know, a little bit more than the average rate for the role that is still on site, you're actually going to get a higher quality person that's actually going to do more for your property. So you sort of win that way as well, Paul. Now, absolutely. What's number four? And let's finish this up. Paul, number four tip that I've got for all of you owners out there that are struggling to find the right management partner is ask them about how they track performance, Paul. It's all about the KPIs. As our good buddy, Michael Becker does say, and I love it when he says, what's, tr what's measured is treasured, ladies and gentlemen. You need to be able to ask your property management partner about how they are sending you these very simple key performance metrics on a week-to-week -week basis that will tell you if your property portfolio is hitting their numbers or if they're not. Think about it. If you're working with a property management company that sends you at the end of each month a, a, a list of, you know, 10, 15, 20, 100 page document that tells you all the numbers about how your property is doing. How much time do you really think you're going to have to look through all that data as an owner who may be managing five or 10 or 12 different properties? How much time are you going to have to really comb through those, those sets of reports? What you really need, Paul, is you need a management company that already has a simple set of KPIs that basically tracks the performance to budget for, for the key care abouts, you know, simple things like income to budget, expenses to budget, um, the amount of traffic that you're getting at your property, the amount of leases that you're signing at your property, simple things that you can say, Hey, this is this chart. It comes out. It's either blue. It's either green or it's red. Green. It's good. Red. It's bad against your budget. And within five, 10 minutes, you take a look at this thing on your email or, or, or in your iPhone and you know, Hey, we're good at this property. We're good at this property. Oh, this property's got a problem on the expense side. Let's go figure out and problem solve that. So, Paul, my number four tip is make sure you're working with a property management company that has a very solid story and structure and strategy on how they're going to give you KPIs each week to tell you how your portfolio is doing. When you're in the due diligence process of uh, vetting out a third-party property management company, make sure you ask for what they what they currently deliver to their ownership groups that they are uh, employed with kind of figure out uh, does this make sense you know when do we get these reports what time of the month do we get them on the 15th 16th the 17th of 
let's say June for a May full May report and you know, year to date up including May. Does, does when does that when does that come out? When when can we expect that? And is that the finalized report that I'm going to see, or does that that's just a draft of what it's going to be? You know, what am I? I'm going to see checks uh, that have been cashed in the following month. What am I getting? And then take a look at the, the just like what JC uh, said about KPIs. Uh, do I get that on my uh, monthly report? Do I get that, or do I can I go into um, the property management software that I'll should I'm going to have access to, and what is that going to look like? You know, what level of uh, ownership am I going to have with all these KPIs, and what and you know have them explain to you what they think is important? Because again, it's like anything is that what you think is important may not be what they think is important. So make sure that you, you get on uh, initially, get on to kind of figure out you know what that's all about, and then also too, do you have access to the the ownership of the third party management company? Are they the, the ones that you're going to talk to? When do you expect to hear from them? When can I call them? You know what what because uh, you're usually going to be talking with maybe just the regional for the property management company. You know when are they when are the when is the top brass involved in the conversations? And so I think that. That could be uh, an important thing again initially on your your, do, your due diligence because some ownership groups want to hear from you all the time. Some ownerships don't want to hear from you at all, except if there's a problem. Uh, find out what the level of uh, communication is or or what's to be expected. So, uh, anything more, JC? No, Paul. I think that's it. Those four tips again. I think they're going to help you guys out there, ladies and gentlemen, to hire the right property management company. And when you do that, Paul, you're going to make a lot more money with a lot less stress. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Operate for Profit Real Estate Podcast with J.C. Castillo. If you're an apartment owner in Dallas-Fort Worth and you're looking for a property management partner that can help you make more money with less stress, go to operateforprofit.com to find out how you can hire Velo Residential. And if you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 